0: Swamiji, when one tries to
1: do something, create something new and beautiful, original in this world, it seems almost inevitable that one encounters opposition, one creates enemies, some difficulty or opposition comes up. Is, it, is that in fact inevitable?
2: I think so, because people tend to work from their egos, and uh, they don't like to be bested. So they 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 always like to go also according to their, the way things have been done before, things that have been said before. People are afraid to strike out in new areas. I've certainly encountered that in my life. I, I uh, would try to do things in new ways, and my superiors in the monastery would uh, say, that's not been done, that won't work, it isn't practical. How do they know? When we wanted to create a series of retreats for people. They first said, go out and find out how other people do it. Well, that, I think creative people are always going to find opposition.
1: And in terms of how you worked with that, or how much harmony can you create against that? Or do you just have to do, go on alone, as it were?
2: I think you have to go on alone. I certainly would love to have harmony but uh, I can't say that I've proved it in my life. People enjoy my creativity now, but that's because I attract creative people. It seems to me that there are two types of people, those who want to go just uh, like a train on two tracks, or those who want to break into new territory. But creativity really, uh, you can't be original in the normal sense, because Every, you have to work with things as they are. However, create, to be original means to work from your point of origin. So that even if you, well, look at how many thousands, millions, billions of people through the centuries have said, I love you. And yet it never becomes tiring. If a young man says to his girlfriend, I love you, she, says, she doesn't say, oh, I've heard that one before. <laughs> it's, it's genuine because he feels it. So if you're original, it doesn't mean to do something new. It means to do it from your own point of origin, that is to say, with your own real feeling behind it.
0: Sometimes when you start something new, or maybe all the time, there's an inertia that you have to break through.
2: Well, of course that's true. People, even science, you know, science prides itself on being open to the new. but. Once a scientific dogma, you know, Max Planck said that a new scientific discovery becomes accepted, not because it's reasonable, but because the old guard die off and young people are born with that idea and become used to it. But um, science can be just as dogmatic as any priest. And it's not many people who can just try to see things, not from a new angle, just how it Fits in this particular moment. I think that is a rare quality, but it's it's the few people who really make civilization advance.
0: Swami, when you've done new things and broken new ground, you have encountered a lot of opposition and betrayal from your friends through the years. Yeah. How have you dealt with that conflict?
2: Well, It's always a problem, because you want to respect their feelings. You don't want to just ride roughshod. I know that, uh, um, who was the one who started Apple? Um, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. He didn't think about people. He only thought about projects. Well, that was right for him. Walt Disney was somebody who just was very impatient with the people under him, because he had a thing he wanted to do. That was all right for him. For me, it would not have been all right. I've had to work with people. And so I've had to respect where they were coming from. And if they objected to what I was trying to do, I had to work with that. Sometimes I simply ignored it and went to somebody else and worked with that. That's one reason I've loved working with Asha, because she has a nice sense of humor. And uh, I can appeal to that sense of humor, and then she can enjoy doing a new thing. But sometimes even my closest friends tend to go the old route, and I respect that. We need those also.
0: So sometimes you've had to wait to do certain things? I have
2: indeed. Sometimes years. But when people are ready, then you can do it. You have to, if you're working with people, you have to respect where they're coming from. And if they aren't ready for it, then wait till they are. I, I don't believe in cramming, ramming things down people's throats.
1: Swami, so, mean, it sort of begs the question, um, which I was going to ask separately, but I'll ask it now. Is there a case, or can there be a case, where the end ever justifies the means?
2: Um, normally, of course not, because uh, I know there are many people in my field, fellow swamis, fellow spiritual teachers, and so on, who have done many ruthless things in order to get an end. I would never do that. I don't think that it justifies it. seems to in their case. I know the case of a well-known teacher in America who is also from India, and there was a a couple who had some land he wanted for his work, and uh, they didn't want to sell. A truck rode them over and killed them, and the truck driver ran away, and uh, he got the land. I don't call that at all right. And yet, people respect him. I can't respect that. I know there's a um, Ashram in Delhi, which is very well known and well respected, but I was around when he was getting started, and there were many ruthless things that he did. I don't say that that justifies the means. always if there is something that you've done that's unscrupulous, there will remain a certain aura of unscrupulous. I say, and I believe it with all my heart but I find that many people in my own field don't agree that whatever you do carries the aura of what you have done.
1: Mm -hmm. Swamiji, uh, you've spoken in terms of those who are close to you. Where do you make the distinction? Because obviously there's a spectrum of people who are less close to you who may have opinions in opposition to what you're trying to do that's new. At a certain point, you stop listening, I think, and just go ahead and do what you need
2: to do. Well, you have to, of course. You can't just be constantly... When I've made up my mind that this is what is right, usually I will ask friends for their suggestions, their input, and I'll accept that from anybody. It doesn't have to be a friend. But once I've made up my mind, then why, why take any more time? Uh, you, once you decide, then go that way. There are millions of ways that you can do a thing. You can only do it one way. So you have to make that choice.
0: Swamiji, when you're working with people, you have to be like an artist of human energy. Well, that's true. That's a good way of putting it. And can you describe how you work with human energy?
2: Well, that's hard to describe. Energy is hard to define. It's not a thing but I can say this. First of all, that I respect people where they're coming from. And even if their ideas are foolish, I have actually found that by thinking that everybody is a channel for God, sometimes people whose words I would automatically dismiss as foolish, that's the one God has chosen To say something to me that I needed to hear. I remember one time, and I don't remember the circumstances, but it was a woman who said things that were sort of foolish, and I tended to sort of not pay too much attention to it. And she made a suggestion. My first thought was to brush it off, and I thought, no, this could well be that that, uh, God's using her, because he disciplines me too. So I listened to her, And I found it was exactly what I needed at that time. I have found that repeatedly, that by respecting people, even uh, if they're ignorant, respect them. God can choose a child. God, God can choose a moron to tell you what you need if you're listening. So what I find best is not think of people, but think that God can use people. And in that way, I find that Wisdom can come to me in many different ways and from many sources.
0: And harmony is always more important to you than...
2: Harmony, well, you have to judge. Sometimes a thing just needs to be done. Um, If somebody were to uh, threaten a hundred people with a gun, I would, uh, I know that Mahatma Gandhi's answer to that was I would offer myself first. Well, what if he went and killed everybody else after killing Mahatma Gandhi? That wouldn't work. Hmm. He has to be killed. There have to be choices in life. You have to try to uh, be reasonable and hope that you've made the right choice. But it's not always easy. I think the benefit to the largest number and the highest kind of benefit, you can give a million dollars to a million people and all they can do is go out and buy a sandwich or a ice cream cone. If you can use that million dollars to create a hospital, then many people can be helped that way. So, how you use your money should be reasonable. It should have sense behind it.
0: And when there can't be harmony, how do you resolve that conflict?
2: Well, I don't know. Show me a case. I can't think of one.
1: Well, let me ask a different kind of question from earlier. The creative process, in, in its stages, it seems like at an early stage, you sort of tend to protect a new idea so that it kind of has a yes, chance to... Yes,
2: you can't. To, you have to. That's true. You can't offer it. I know one time, some many years ago, I had some insight into the meaning of time. And I started to explain this to somebody. She said, I have an idea. Well, it's ridiculous. I've been thinking for years about it. She came up and in two seconds came up with an idea. It wasn't worth listening to, so you have to use your common sense.
1: Swamiji, um, in in carrying forward the work that you've done, uh, how have you overcome the inevitable periods where things are sort of dry inside. You don't necessarily feel the inspiration of the beginning of that project, but you're farther into it and you're committed to it and um,
2: trying to move... Forward. Well, as long as I've got a project going, my mind is usually... I can't think of a time when it's not creative then. But there are times after the creativity when I have nothing to do and I begin to wonder if I completely lost my marbles. I don't seem to see, have any ideas. And then suddenly a new idea comes, I'm baying down that trail again, (laughs) but um, it's hard to generalize on these things because then I have to look back over my whole life and see is there an exception to it and so on. Um, All I can say is I feel like somebody clashing cymbals and trumpets and chords and everything and then finally the... The person appears this little mouse comes out on the stage. <laughs> I don't I'm not important. I just don't matter in the scheme of things. I think perhaps that's the secret of my successes. I haven't really done anything. I've asked God to do it through me.